It's time now for the Rural News with Kim Moody in Ōtautahi. Kia ora, Kim. And there's concern about beehives in the flood-ravaged Tasman, Marlborough region. Kia ora, Mani. Yeah, the severe weather that cut off road access to many farms and communities two weeks ago has hit beekeepers hard too. And some saying they haven't been able to reach their hives since before the wild weather hit. Murray Elwood from, from Mountain Valley Honey near Nelson says he's itching to check if their hives are okay. We've got several hundred hives in uh, Marlborough Sounds where we haven't been able to get to those beehives just because of all the slips that have come across the road and the, you know, the road being cut out. So, yeah, luckily we got to the hives just before the flooding event, but since here uh, we haven't been able to get back to them. He says hives are normally visited every few weeks, and at this time of year it's important the bees are well managed and checked for disease. You've got to stop them from getting too strong or they'll swarm on you, on you, which you don't want to have happen. Otherwise, they can they can starve if they run out of food. If they go through a, a dearth where there's just not much food coming in, so you've got to look after them for that reason as well. Over winter, they're pretty, you, know, you can leave them for a few months, but this time of year, they're moving quite quickly. They're building up bee numbers and um, they go through a lot of, they're going through a lot of food this time of year. Yeah, well, it's pretty crucial to get to them because if they starve, starve out because they haven't got enough honey, then it's a bit of a, bit of a disaster, actually, which is why we need to keep managing them and keep working through them to see what stage they're at and what we need to do to them. The last thing we want is fives dying out. It's pretty, pretty hard on bees if that happens. Murray Elwood says some hives are in very remote areas, but they can trek to them if the, ro- if the road access isn't restored. He's hoping to reach the hives next week. A campaign enticing overseas veterinarians to come into the country is about to kick off in a bid to ease chronic labour shortages that have plagued the industry for years. The staff crisis has recently intensified, however. Veterinary Association Chief Executive Kevin Bryant says a recent survey highlighted 150 vacancies. He told Susan Murray while the lack of vets is global, he thinks they will be successful as New Zealand offers a wider range of work for an individual clinician compared to other countries. Look, I'll hasten to say this is a short-term fix. It's one of the few that we've got, uh, whilst we work out some long-term solutions. Any frustration that, I mean, as you say, this has been going on for some time, that there has been no movement in getting these homegrown solutions? Oh, there's there's been a fair bit of um, discussion going on, and Massey have got an increase in their number of students, so that's progress. Kevin Bryant says Massey's vet spaces have increased from 100 to 130 and he says they're looking at broadening the roles for the rest of the vet team. There's opportunities for vet nurses and vet techs to do more within the bounds of their qualifications and relieve some of the pressure on the veterinarians who currently do some of those tasks. So there's there's going to be some opportunities for uh, spreading that workload around which will ease that case as well. Meanwhile, Kevin Bryant is hopeful immigration immigrant vets and nurses rather will arrive more quickly than in the past when it took several months because they are now part of the green tracked visa system. WorkSafe says the punishment given to a fertiliser company for its role in a deadly multi-car crash should serve as a warning for the agriculture industry. Bay of Plenty company Whelan's has been ordered to pay a $360,000 fine, $210,000 in emotional harm reparations and other reparations of almost $90,000 for spreading fertiliser across a farm in February 2020 without the necessary checks. The company was spreading lime at a dairy farm next to the Tauranga 
Eastern Link Road when a lime cloud drifted across the motorway, reducing visibility to almost nothing. It resulted in a multi-car crash and the death of 64-year-old Susan Walmsley. WorkSafe investigator Paul West told Morning Report it's a reminder for farmers to carry out a proper risk assessment before work begins. This could have happened against a, a small rural road just anywhere around New Zealand. Contractors and farmers need to have those discussions between themselves. The farmers know the farm, they know the prevailing winds, they know things like this. The contractors know their product. Having that communication can be the start of actually working out what could go wrong. WorkSafe investigator Paul West. Beef exporters should expect to come up against more competition in the coming months as Australian beef returns to the market. AgriHQ senior analyst Mel Crode says because cow and bull slaughter rates are lower at the moment, there isn't as much volume to export overseas, which is timely. Exporters have indicated that the US market remains really subdued and that's just still due to that large amount of domestic beef available for them. China does seem to be stable, but if competition from the US doesn't ramp up when our peak season gets underway, it could put downward pressure on prices. The other concern there too is that there's a lot more Australian beef starting to hit the export market as well, and that's going to be a factor we need to consider right through to the end of the year and probably into January as well. Australia wasn't in the market as significant um, over the last couple of years just with herd rebuilding. So now we've got to factor that we're going to have extra and additional competition from Australia. That's Mel Crowd from AgriHQ. And lastly, a coroner is reminding farmers towing trailers behind their tractors to take care when negotiating steep slopes, particularly in wet conditions. 79-year-old Eric Wallers died after his tractor, which was towing a bale buggy, lost control on wet, hilly land on his, hill, on his King Country farm in January 2020. Leah Tibbet reports. Mr Wollers was performing a common farming task of feeding out to stock and according to WorkSafe, on a dry day he may have completed it without incident. But because of the conditions, he lost control. The tractor and trailer jackknifed and rolled. He was thrown from the vehicle. A police investigation found contributory factors included Mr Wollers not wearing a seatbelt, the heavy load in the trailer, his decision to negotiate a steep track and possibly speed. Coroner Luella Dunn says farmers should be reminded of the dangers of towing heavy loads on steep slopes and to wear seatbelts where fitted. And that's the Rural News for today. Koi rātou pūrongo o te tai whenua.